Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to episode three of the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. Still sitting in my basement, looking at tech. Can you hear my chair creaking? I got to get a quieter chair. Name of this podcast, of this episode, is Where Are You At? Where are you? Where are you at with tech? Have you taken a look at that? I am at a place where I'm thinking about coding uh, and looking at the interface for content delivery. I was going to say learning management, but um, learning management systems, but um, I don't think that we can make the primary difference between a learning management system and say something like Google Classroom, which uh, by Google's definition, they call themselves a CMS, a classroom management system, because they don't have the attendance and um, grade book. They do have grading and you can set up your own things. And unless something has changed, it's been a few years since I've used uh, Google Classroom. My district went to Schoology, which is definitely uh, a full-fledged LMS. And I'm, uh, that's where I'm at. I'm looking at coding. I'm looking at, at how to make the interface, um, you know, you always want user-friendly. And I'm sure there's all kinds of criteria that the um, companies look at. But no, the one that I would like to look at is how do we start to move toward the, you know, immediate collaboration, um, ease of of integration of whatever tool you want to use, Um one one thing that has always frustrated me is there are a bunch of great tools, but they don't all play nice. And um, of course, Apple and Windows have always been, you know, on the opposite sides of the fence with most things. Although, looking back in the years, it has gotten a lot better, uh, a lot better. I remember how excited I was when we could get. Uh, I think it was a program. I don't think it was called an app yet. That would allow an Apple to run the Windows system. We had one of those um, desktop computers that were in the different colors. Oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of them. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. That's not really important. That, But anyway, that's where I'm at with technology. Um, I, I continue uh, to look at the collaborating and critical skill, uh, critical thinking, and... Um, creativity and communication and 
diving deeper into 21st century skills, incorporating that into my classroom as best I can, um, primarily on the non-performance, because in performance area, we are doing those things. We've been doing those things, although it's more subject specific. It's in the area of music, but creativity, communicating, uh, thinking critically, um, you know, we in music, that's what we teach. Um, and we also try to tie it to the other content areas. And I think that that one might be a, a little less consistent from school to school or teacher to teacher. We all have different ways, but there's no, again, no accepted method, no primary book that we use, say, versus um, just the overall methodology of uh, developing curriculum. There, There is a, while there might be different books, there's definitely uh, an accepted procedure, accepted accepted ways of creating and writing curriculum. And that's one of the beauties of being alive right now as a teacher is tech is so new. We are writing the books, literally um, creating, creating the ways that it will be utilized. And as more online tools became, become available and online learning becomes um, more of a, a push, um, although I think it's being pushed pretty hard right now, uh, and they're finding out, hey, kids still need that social aspect. We're going to need, uh, there's going to be a way, I think coding is going to become a lot easier. Um, much like, kind of like the website development, for those of us that want to create our own website, just click and drag versus the actual HTML. So th that's where I'm at with tech. Where are you at? I kind of equate deciding where you're at with where you want to go. And it, and it's kind of like a vacation. And when my wife and I discuss where we're going to go on vacation, you know, we kind of review where we've been and we decide if we want to go back or if we want to try someplace new. And we consider the time, you know, so we go visit some family. We haven't seen them in a while um, or just stay home and enjoy some peace and quiet get some things done, which typically means doing one thing and then sitting in my chair quite a bit. But, and visiting family, I don't know about you, but um, that's assuming that they're not busy, you know, that they're available. So we're, um, but we're empty nesters and uh, the kids are home. We usually take them with us. And sometimes even that is more about their schedule than ours. So, Basically, we assess our needs and we go from there. So that's what we're looking at here, assessing what are our needs. How do we do that? How do we decide and kick in it there? So take a minute and do this. If you're not sure where to start, um, you can search and find some tech evaluation tools, tech skill evaluation tools. If you, if you want to kind of get a feel for, okay, I can do this and I can do this. And then, you know, they give you a, a rough overall picture. Uh, you know, if you haven't done that, that's definitely useful. But if you don't want to mess around with that, I would suggest that you pick 
something that you want to do a little more streamlined, a little easier, that you could do at home, at school, on vacation, in the car, whatever, and you're not dependent on a location because you can do it. It's in the cloud. You got that in your head? What would that be? For me, it was Google Drive. I started with Google Drive and my tech journey vacation, however you want to look at it. And because in the band director career field that I'm in, I am constantly uh, sending out memos, agendas, uh, notes to parents, um, reminders. And, you know, I was word processing those and printing them out and copying them off and handing them out and then rolling the dice that they got out of the band room uh, at the high school level. And um, I, rem I remember teaching middle school and a little bit of elementary, elementary notes tend to get home because you stick them in the folder, or maybe the backpack or something. Uh, but once the kids start to get older and we start to say, okay, you have to be responsible. And then that's kind of where we stop. <laughs> Those things don't quite get done. They don't always make it home. So I started using Google drive and I started sharing and putting documents on the website and, um, I remember Facebook, uh, my booster group has a Facebook, and I let them run that and answer questions, uh, you know, what time we have to be there, and so forth, so on. And it was difficult to put a document up there. You could create something utilizing the Facebook tool, but you couldn't bring in outside uh, documents. And then eventually that changed as people needed that and wanted that. There was this whole, it seemed to me, and this is just my observation. It seems to me that when tech first started, everybody thought they could just have their own little thing and they wouldn't have to worry about anybody else. Nobody else needs to be with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, now, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but that seems a little, a little blurred, a little out of vision. If you put everything together and people are going to go back and forth between things, of course, they're going to want to put those things together that they see that are the most important to them. Ah. But I digress back to Google Drive. So I started to decide what I specifically needed to do. And I made sure I got those documents into Google Drive. I, I started exploring the different things that could um, um, enhance those, uh, like add-ons, um, the Google Drive apps. I uh, started sharing. I, I remember when I first started sharing, and there was Hotmail and Hotmail. Um, Hotmail. There we go. And AOL. That comes out Hotmail when you try to say them both together. Um. And the sharing, even though it said they sh it shared with them um, quite often, you know, I'm communicating with my boosters of, of things that we want or need to do or keeping records and they, there's nowhere to be found. It's out there, you know, it's out with those, with the socks that we always lose in the dryer. Someplace, 
there are a bunch of emails. Uh, I, I um, did a lot of research on YouTube and podcasts and I would keep all that knowledge to refer back to. I also signed up for Twitter and I searched to see what other people were doing. Again, this was all though just focused on using Google Drive. I read all the other things and I would bookmark them and put them in a folder and I've got folders upon folders of things I want to go back and review. But I was looking at how do I use Google Drive and I continue to do that because it's gotten better. There are, there are features and um, better opportunities for utilizing it. But, but I found that when I got that running, when I got myself comfortable with it by researching it and using it, over time, I became very literate on it very, very quick and was able to help others with that. And again, uh, going back in my experiences, I remember doing that and getting the smiles from some people of, oh, you know, oh, look, Jeff's got a new toy, you know, oh, you're using that new fangled internet, you know, that passing fad. So maybe you want to go somewhere like that. Maybe that's what you want to do. I think that's a pretty good place to start and get comfortable with because you're still just using your documents. You're not really out there. If that's a, an issue for you, you're not really reliant on anybody else for things. You know, these are all your things. You can upload your, um, your documents from your computer into Google drive. And if you're a, a, a Google school, you get an unlimited drive size. If you are, um, if you're not, and I have a personal, I have two drives. You get one with every email. So I guess I have three because I have a third email that I haven't really used much yet. Um, you get a drive, and I think it's 15 gigs was the magic number. And I think I'm at around nine with my personal drive. And, uh, you know, Google Photos, of course, is uh, I was part of that. But they've made some changes in that area here recently. So that's not dragging on your on your Google Drive um, memory limit or storage limit, excuse me. So if, if these suggestions or if you search for one of those um, personal inventory, tech inventory to see where you're at, that's not for you. You know, maybe you should ask, ask somebody, ask someone who's using tech. How did you get started with this? What was the first thing you did? What what area was your first area? And use that, um, but small and patient and slow. Don't don't um, don't try to be fast like the technology is. Technology is fast, and sometimes it makes us feel like we have to be fast. So you find out where you're at, and you need to find out where your students are. And you might not be able to take them where they want to go, but at least if you know where they are, then you can start to explore the avenues to get them where they want to go. So I always like to ask them, you know, what they know, what they would like to know, how they feel about their skills on tech, how they feel about their musical skills. And then I'll use those same questions uh, typically throughout the year to say, how are you doing with what we've been working on? How do you feel about it? What do you think would work better? 
um, reflection. That that's really the piece that I'm talking about here. Getting your students to reflect, yourself to reflect. It's a very powerful, very powerful process. Uh, it builds you up, and depending on how you do it and how you utilize it, I mean, it can tear you down. But um, you have to be willing to relax and let up. Give yourself a break. Okay. If you're reflecting and you screwed up, I mean, your intent is pure. It's good. You want to be good. Like I said, students and people want to be good. Just sometimes we forget or other things get in the way. So you find out where your students are. You find out where they want to go. And maybe you can't take them there, but you can show them the roads. You can show it to them on Google Maps. So kids going to go ask you, hey, I'm going to Omaha. You never, I've never been to Omaha. I'm, just, I'm sure it's a, a great place, lovely place. You can look it up on Google Maps and say, look, this is how long it says it's going to take to get there. You can't do the same thing always with a career choice. But most of the time, we all have an experience or we have someone to go ask if, if that's the case, if you're really you know, going to dig into that, to find out that, that detail. So in a sense, if you're planning a trip or getting help planning a trip, taking your students with you on this trip and you're showing them how to get to where they want to go. So let me say that again, because I think I screwed up the first part. So in a sense, you're planning a trip to take the students on, like a field trip, I suppose. And as you're driving down the road to the field trip, they see a place, oh, I'd really like to go there. Yeah, maybe sometime we can. I think my parents said that. That went along with... Uh, 20 more minutes. Are we there yet? 20 more minutes. I remember uh, another story. I remember my, my dad owned a Sears catalog store and we delivered and set up appliances. So I got to see how many people lived and what careers they had. And I, I would always ask questions then. Um, it seemed like one of his coworkers always knew it was a small town. And so we had a couple of coworkers that if one didn't know the person we're going to, the other one did. And then my dad knew quite a few people. And and we'd have conversations about what they're doing and how they got to that. And, you know, it almost always had a great story about how their family did something or how, yeah, it um, they've been working at that a long time and they're really good at it, but so forth, so on. We have the ability with tech to provide those types of opportunities uh, those types of conversations, uh, the research for the kids. And when you're starting to use technology and you're getting yourself organized, you don't have to be a perfect technologist, a perfect integrationist. Uh, for me, and in my opinion, a lot of ed tech integration is about the method of in integration. And you can use the most complicated collection of tools or you could use the most simple. But if you're focused on that learning enhancement and you're and you are using tech to do something that you couldn't have done without the tech, 
you're you're really covering a lot of bases there. And so I I, I think you can feel much more at ease at home, confident in your skills. So if we integrate tech without knowing a starting point and an ending point, that would be like the trips that you got stuck in the car and your parents said, come on. My dad said, come on, we're going someplace. And again, where are we going? I don't know. So I, I'm on in the car, bored out of my mind, and we're going to see some guy that he needs to see about something. And, you know, it's I, – I remember being in the car, and I might remember drumming on the dashboard and getting in trouble for that. But that's it. And if we use tech in that same way, that's what our kids are going to get out of it. So I don't remember the destination. All right, I'll throw you a bone. Here's your bone. Google Forms. Now, this is probably, for some of us, an old bone, a chewed-up bone, one we've done, one we've used. But YouTube it and check out the different possibilities. Don't, don't, uh, that's one of those tools that Google keeps, keeps tweaking. And every once in a while, I'll hear a podcast or see an article about, here are the new things on form. And um, it's incredible. In case you didn't know, though, you can share a link to the form. You can embed the form. If you use that embed code, most LMSs have uh, the capability to embed media. And so you could embed that form right in your LMS, and then the students don't have to click off of that. If that's an issue of them getting distracted or off on another journey instead of doing the one that you need them to do to, you know, meet the content. Um, don't forget, you can have students create forms. And with the ability to put a video or an image, um, it's, you know, there are endless possibilities there. There are also other possibilities by utilizing extensions or uh, screenshot uh, capture, screen capture, and then you can edit them. There are different extensions out there that will do that. You know, you could have your students, you could have your students do the things that maybe would be viewed as things you should do or have done or would do. So like I said, I think this is a pretty familiar tool, but it's not always used to its fullest potential. It's a great tool for starting a unit. Great for taking that quick um, survey to find out where the kids are at, what they understand. I particularly enjoyed that and then uh, enjoyed using that form, using a form like that. And then I would click the responses tab and make sure it's up on the screen so that they can see the um, graphs coming in and the responses um, without, uh, you know, without the names next to it and so forth. Uh, you know, it, there's such a video age. Kids really enjoy anything video or projected and interactive and moving. Helps them see that they're not alone. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode. I hope it was useful. I hope you find your way, figure out where you're at, and then decide how you're going to get to the next 
level, the next part, the next, uh, your next ability with tech. I don't know, however you want to classify it. Um, I think Google Drive is a great one to start with if you haven't already. And uh, definitely give Google Forms a look. Take care. It's another ending to my podcast. Hope this one really helped you out. Something to think about. Integrating technology can be a pain until you try. Google Drive. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>